Music marks the times of our lives, reminds us of days gone by, and inspires today's and tomorrow's hits. Hi, I'm Dee Dwayne, and welcome to The Real Deal, spotlighting the best music and the biggest artists of yesterday, providing an insight of just what made them so great. You probably wouldn't have any idea who I was talking about if I told you that we are turning the spotlight onto Mr. Nelson. Or how about if I said Jamie Starr? Or my favorite, Alexander Nevermind. But as soon as I say the purple one, I'll bet you know exactly who I'm referring to. Yep, I'm talking about Prince Rogers Nelson, one of the most prolific and gifted artists of our time. I'm excited and proud to present a producer, writer, musician, actor, and performer that has defined, shaped, and inspired pop culture for well over 35 years. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're gonna love this one, y'all, as we discover and enjoy the music and the life of the Purple One, Prince, right here and right now on The Real Deal. Prince Rogers Nelson was born on June 7, 1958, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, to John L. Nelson and Maddie Shaw. Prince's father was a pianist and songwriter, and his mother a jazz singer. Prince was named after his father, whose stage name was Prince Rogers, and who performed with a jazz group called the Prince Rogers Trio. Prince's childhood name was Skipper. His sister, Taika Evine, was born in 1960. They both developed a keen interest in music and was encouraged by their father. Prince wrote his first tune, Funk Machine, on his father's piano when he was only seven years old. Now, two major incidents took place in Prince's life at the age of 10. One was when he saw James Brown live and in concert. That greatly influenced him. The other was when his parents separated. Following the separation, Prince constantly switched homes, living sometimes with his father and sometimes with his mother and stepfather. Finally, he moved into the home of his neighbors, the Andersons, and befriended their son, Andre Anderson, who later became known as Andre Simone. Prince and Andre joined Prince's cousins Charles Smith in a band called Grand Central while they were attending Minneapolis Central High School. Smith was later replaced by Morris Day on drums. Here's Andre Simone as he discusses the formation of the band. See, um, I guess in the beginning, you know, it started with me and Prince because as I was saying about, uh, um, I don't know if I was the cause or anything and I certainly hope not, but my mother and father split shortly after that uh, little incident. And, and my mother got a, she moved into a sort of an upper middle class black neighborhood. And so I had to go to a new school, start a new school and all that kind of stuff. But um, the first day, you know, they did, you know, sort of roll call. I had to choose somebody to stand next to. Um, and uh, I looked along down the line and I saw this, 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 this kid who kind of, you know, reminded me a little bit of myself. So I said, oh, I'll go stand next to this guy. So I stood next to him. And we started talking. He said he was in the music. I said, yes, yeah, so am I. I said, what did he play? And he said he played piano. And I said, well, I play bass and play a little guitar. He said, we should jam. So we went over to his father's house. And the kid turned out to be Prince. Um, so we went over to his father's house and we started jamming. And I looked on his piano. And who do I see playing bass in his father's band but my dad? Turns out our, our fathers played in band together. Wow. Um, and that's kind of how we got together. And then Morris, on the other hand, um, he was like, uh, uh, lived in the na same neighborhood. And we went to the same school, the same high school. And he would come and, you know, every time we were doing gigs, because we did a lot of uh, little local, you know, talent shows and outdoor, little, you know, local festivals. 
And he would always come to the side of the stage and say, listen, man, I want to play drums for you. I'm a, I'm a really good drummer. And I would remind him that we kind of already have a drummer. And he, and he would say, but I'm better. I'm really good. Morris did become the drummer for the band with Andre on bass, Prince played piano and guitar, and they performed at clubs and parties in the Minneapolis area. Grand Central later changed its name to Champagne and started playing original music influenced by Sly and the Family Stone, James Brown, and Earth, Wind & Fire. Prince also played basketball in high school, and I understand he was a pretty good basketball player too. In 1976, Prince put together a demo tape with producer Chris Moon. Moon took the tape to Minneapolis businessman Owen Husney, who signed Prince at the age of 17 to a management contract and helped Prince secure a recording contract with Warner Brother Records. Prince immediately went to work on his first album entitled For You, and on April 7, 1978, the album was released. According to the album notes, Prince produced, arranged, composed, and played all 27 instruments on the album. His very first single was released in June of 1978, and it was a major hit. Here's Prince with the song that started it all, Soft and Wet. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal.
Nothing Went reached number 12 on the Hot Soul Singles Charts, and after hearing it for the first time, I wondered, probably like many of you, who is this guy, Prince? Well, it didn't take long for Prince to put together a band consisting of Andre Simone on bass, Des Dickerson on guitar, Gail Chapman and Dr. Fink on keyboards, and Bobby Z on drums. Their first show was at the Capri Theater on January 5th, 1979. By August, he released another hit, I Wanna Be Your Lover shot to number one on the R&B charts and stayed there for two weeks. Prince was on a roll and he was just getting started.
1980, Prince released the album Dirty Mind, which was soon certified gold. Prince was also the opening act for Rick James's 1980 Fire It Up tour. This was Prince's first major tour, and he wasn't too thrilled about being the opening act for Rick James. He did feel, however, that it was good to do it anyway because it would expand his R&B fan base. Now, it's been said that Prince and Rick had a few differences, maybe a little jealousy going on too. Rick James explains. I was very uh, probably upset with him more than anything, you know, and, you know, like any artist, man, I mean, who comes in, you know, then another artist, you know, comes up and, and kind of like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, all this, you got all this adulation from people and stuff, and then all of a sudden you get this other artist who's getting that same thing. I mean, if there, there, there was jealousy, there's going to be jealousy. I mean, it's like a natural thing. I don't think it's a... Uh, um, anything weird out of any, any musician. I think when a musician has been in business as long as I have, um, uh, you're going to see these things happen. Mm -hmm. And I managed to be one to go through it. I mean, you know, and, uh, and I really don't know. I mean, me and him talk now, and we've, we've already decided his differences, and we've already decided mine. I mean, and that's what I think men should do. That's what men should do. Resolve their differences in a peaceful way. Well, Prince is a spiritual man, a man who seems to value his inner peace as well as a man of vision. Maybe that's how he was able to write a song in 1982 about 1999. 1999 is the title track from his 1982 album, and the song was also described as the defining moment in his rise to superstar status. It took a little time for the song to catch on, but eventually it did reach the number one spot on the U.S. Dance Club chart. My name is D. Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal.
time the purple one was hot and I mean really hot and just about to blow up nobody saw it coming but him even Warner Brothers had their doubts but in 1984 Prince was about to reign and I'm talking about purple rain Prince and his manager Robert Cavallo were looking for a director to take on Prince's feature film debut Prince and Cavallo offered the project to Albert Magnoli who went to Prince's hometown, Minneapolis, and sequestered himself in a hotel room there for six weeks. That's when he researched and wrote the script for Purple Rain. As the director, writer, and editor, Magnoli delivered Purple Rain to the theaters 11 months later. Released by Warner Brothers in only 900 theaters, Purple Rain topped the box office its first weekend, knocking Ghostbusters from the number one position. Purple Rain has gone on to gross well over $156 million worldwide. Released on May 16, 1984, When Doves Cry was the first major hit off the soundtrack album. You're listening to The Real Deal.
The Purple Rain album is ranked among the best albums in music history. The album has gone platinum 13 times over and has sold over 20 million copies worldwide becoming the 6th best selling soundtrack album of all time. The album spent an incredible 24 consecutive weeks at number 1 and the hits just kept on coming.
Purple Rain enabled Prince to become the first artist to have a number one song, a number one movie, and the number one album all at the same time. Now, of course, when things are going great, it attracts the critics, those who critique and criticize, those who look and read between the lines to find and expose a flaw or something negative about someone's artistry. Now, I for some reason always thought that the parental advisory sticker was created to warn parents about certain explicit rap lyrics in music. I had no idea that the sticker and the movement behind establishing it was inspired by a song from the Purple Rain album. Here's Tipper Gore, wife of former Vice President Al Gore. I bought Purple Rain for my daughter. We heard the song Let's Go Crazy on the radio and Prince is a musical genius. I agree with that and I like some of his music, but I didn't feel like the song Darling Nikki was appropriate for my 11-year-old. It says, um, uh, I, met there, I met a girl named Nikki. Guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine. Well, that did it. And all this time, I thought it was a record by NWA or the 2 Live crew. The Parents Music Resource Center, or PMRC, complained and lobbied and made enough noise that the Recording Industry Association of America responded by introducing a warning label reading, Parental Guidance, Explicit Lyrics to be placed on audio recordings in recognition of excessive profanities or inappropriate references. How does Prince feel about that? What's up, Prince? If you're a true artist, you're using the gift you've been given from God. Yeah. And um, to uh, criticize a gift from God is sort of to criticize God. Yeah. Now, you can cut that any way you want, but <laughs> it's the truth. I think we've lost sight of the fact that music, I believe, was put on earth to enlighten and empower us and, and, and make us feel closer to our, our center. Closer to our center. Hmm. The final single release from the Purple Rain album was a duet with Apollonia. Take Me With You also features Lisa on background vocals to add fullness to the mix. The song worked perfectly in the film. My name is Dee Dwayne and you're listening to The Real Deal. Disguise the pounding of my heart. It be 
Now you know Prince has always been very picky about who does his music and in fact, he's notoriously known for declining offers from other artists to cover, sample, or record his music. On the other hand, he has been known to write hits for other artists like I Feel For You for Chaka Khan, Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor, and Manic Monday by The Bengals. He wrote the song Kiss and gave it to a band called Maserati and, <laughs> and then took it back. Well, despite Warner Brothers not wanting to release the single, Kiss became Prince's third number one in 1986.
kiss. Prince has always enjoyed challenging himself to write music that is fresh and unexpected. He could write a funk song or an R&B song or even a rock song or maybe even a combination of all those genres. He has stated that sometimes he could be in the middle of writing a song and then an entirely different song would pop in his head. He would experience a sometimes overwhelming creative energy. Released in February of 1987, here's Sign of the Times on The Real Deal. So you think you know everything that there is to know about the Purple One, huh? Well, here comes five things that you, as well as I, 
probably never even knew about Prince. Check this out. Number one, as a teen, Prince was an avid Joni Mitchell fan. He used to write her fan mail letters with all the U's, you know how he does those U's, and the hearts, the way he writes in that kind of like, you know, the cryptic kind of handwriting. Well, her office took it as mail from a lunatic and threw it all away. <laughs> so, number two, Prince was once so poor that he just smelled food instead of eating it. Mm-hmm. He said that he didn't have any money, so he'd just stand outside in front of McDonald's and smell stuff. That's number two. Number three, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, the production duo behind many of Janis Jackson's biggest hits in the 80s, as well as his by Mariah Carey and Boys the Men, started out as members of the time. They were fired by Prince. And so was Alexander O'Neill. Did you know that? Mm. Number four, Prince still lives near Minneapolis, but in 2010 he was considering moving to France. I never knew that. Number five, Prince has been known to release music to clubs and DJs without the knowledge or the blessing of the record company. The record company found out only when the song became a hit. That's true, that actually happened. It happened with this next song, Get Off. My name is Dee Wayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal. Slide. Get up. 23 positions in a one night stand. Get up. I'll only call you after if you say I can. Get up. Let a woman be a woman and a man be a man. Get up. If you want to, baby, here I am. Here I am. Talented boy. Everybody grab a party, pump it like you want some party. Get up. So here we, so here we, so here we are, here we are, my paisley crib. What you want to eat? Rib. I'm a toy, I don't serve ribs. You better be happy that dress is still on. I heard the rip when you sat down. <laughs> Honey, them hips is gone, but that's alright. I clock them that way. Mind me of something James used to say. 
mother for me Now move your big ass around this way So I can work on that zipper, baby Tonight, you're a star And I'm a big dipper Agreements with Warner Brothers, who own the master recordings and the name Prince as a trademark, as well as having control of how his likeness is used and marketed, led Prince to change his name to the love symbol in 1993. Because the symbol had no stated pronunciation, he was often referred to as the artist formerly known as Prince or simply the artist. A legal battle ensued between Warner Brothers and Prince over the artistic and financial control of his musical output. During the lawsuit, he appeared in public with the word slave written on his cheek. He began to release albums in quick succession as a means of ejecting himself from his contractual obligations to Warner Brothers. The label, he believed, was intent on limiting his artistic freedom by insisting that he release albums more sporadically. He also blamed Warner Brothers for poor commercial performance, lack of promotion, and claimed that his music was being insufficiently marketed. Eventually, however, Prince and Warner Brothers came to realize that working together would benefit them both, so a settlement deal between the parties has been implemented. There's peace in the valley these days. With all that behind him, it was time to get back to making music. In 2007, Prince released the Planet Earth album, and here's one of my favorites from that album, Mr. Goodnight. My name is D. Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal. Court you places imparted a rumor or two about the parade of lovely faces that follow me. Surely they do. Well, say you two back with lips so inviting, it's all I can do not to stare. 
What say you to them, past, present, and future? That you don't care? Uh. If so, you'll be the first, and I'll give you the keys to the whip of your dreams, alright? All over the world, they call me Prince, but you can call me Mr. Goodnight. Sleep with a bunch of chatter and a rap that really don't matter. But now that you know who I am, you need to make plans and all your other pennies should scatter. A limousine about to pick you up and then take you to a private jet. And there you're gonna meet a little Spanish man who will offer you wine or moet. In an hour or two, you'll be taken to a suite that will rival your wildest dreams. And on the bed, three dresses, choose one, pick one, then you get a call from me. Tell me which dress you chose so I can put on, put on my matching suit. All the real guys, throw your hands up. You know how Mr. Goodnight do. Call Mr. Goodnight. Call him. Make you feel alright. Alright. Make it throw your head back and holler. Oh, come on. So nice, so nice. Make it one. And I tell you, girlfriend. Don't do it. You try with all your might. 3121. Just can't keep a secret about goodnight. Mike Philly and the band got jams at midnight before the main attraction, see? Slow it down somewhere here on earth just to check how your reaction be. Mm. And if your heartbeat goes up a notch or two, there ain't no telling what I might do. But I got a mind full of good intentions and a mouth full of raisinets. We can watch Chocolat on the big screen before we convene in the pool. The waterfall wash your cares away. Already I love you, I do. Call Mr. Goodnight, he'll make you feel alright. Mr. Mr. Make it throw your head back and holler. It's so nice, so nice. So nice. And I tell you, girlfriend, you can try with all your might. Mr. Goodnight. Just can't keep a secret about goodnight, goodnight. The energy in this field's been known to flicker lights, I mm. A symphony with no rest, acapella moans, and a bridge of sighs. Ooh, good night. Undeterred, nevertheless, a masterpiece on butterscotch thighs. Turn off the lights, turn off the lights. It's time for Mr. Goodnight. Constantly evolving and moving forward, Prince is still actively creating, performing, and keeping things in perspective. Purple Rain and that whole situation. Thriller, that whole situation, Like a Virgin, that whole situation. I mean, that was a time period. The Beatles are never going to capture what they did in the beginning if they continue working, if we all continue working and we all continue growing it. Um, I am older and, you know, I, I, I respect music even more than I did when I first started. I think we have to remember to respect the music and, um, uh, I love hip hop, but at the same time, I, I want I want some sort of positive closure at the end of everything. 
positive closure in everything. Well, there's no end in sight for an artist who continues to create a massive amount of music each year. It's been said that he has over 10,000 songs in the vault. Amazing. And speaking of amazing, check out this next song, Prince, and Somewhere Here on Earth, on The Real Deal.
gifted artist, one of a kind, and truly the real deal. Prince inspires us to look beyond the norm and discover plateaus unknown. His catalog of music and film continues to surprise and entertain, as well as provide a roadmap for future artists to follow. In his career, he has earned 33 Grammy nominations and has won seven Grammys. He also has had two albums, 1999 and Purple Rain, awarded the Grammy Hall of Fame Award. Prince has won four MTV awards and 12 nominations throughout his career. He has produced 10 platinum albums and 30 top 40 singles throughout his career. He has won a Golden Globe, an Academy Award, and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. All of this, and yet you can't help but feel that there's still so much more of this artist yet to come. Prince continues his artistic journey, and we have the opportunity to recognize, appreciate, and enjoy his unique gift. My name is Dee Dwayne, and thank you for listening to The Real Deal. The Real Deal is produced by Melody Productions, and we welcome your comments and ideas for future shows. Hit me up at the D Man, that's the D, M is in Mary, A is in Apple, N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy, the D Man. 524 at hotmail.com and I'll hit you right back. Always keep it real and thanks again for listening to The Real Deal. <laughs>